What's up, D.B. Harry? How's for you? Lots of sighs. Is that four three two? <laughs> yeah, it is. Hello, everybody. Going well in these parts? Good. I forgot where you are, David. Florida, Kentucky, Missouri. You in misery? Where are you? Name another state you would live in. I would live in uh, Texas. Tennessee. I don't think I could do Florida. I, I think I think I actually think Florida is a designated like black ops state. Interpol cover. I don't know why Interpol keeps coming up. I have no idea. All good in Texas. It seems like it. Let's look at some things, shall we? I'm gonna change the, uh, here we go. I drew this last night. I like doodling beyond the style that I use for my memes, you know, cause people, you know, they make fun of me. They're like, you can't draw. It's like, yeah, that's not the point of my memes, clearly. They're very rudimentary crude. But when I get into it, I like drawing with more detail and, and doing stuff like this. I don't know. This is some liberal running in Portland. That's I had the idea liberal running in Portland and this is what shows up. So that's uh something I do. But uh in other news I still can't change this format. Anyway, China rolls out an anal swab. I mean, do you need anything more, you guys? Do you need anything more? Okay. You don't need anything more. Uh, this is interesting. The end of offices. This is a, You'll see more of this stuff where... Um, basically, there's a couple of things going on here. Um, one we all know about, which is the constant reinvestment and restructuring of cities... To, to support the smart city idea, sustainable development, the green movement, the Agenda 21, World Economic Forum, you name it. There's a, a variety of actors who are all united in this. And so um, this is partially manufactured consent, um, but it also is uh, manufacturing uh, what's called in the business world, um, it's called availability cascades. So everything you're seeing going on with, uh, I don't know if you've heard about like GameStop. This is hap this is how it happens in just like a surface level. Uh, availability cascades are basically um, 
time frames for trends and uh, the the time frame or the cascade, you know, like a wave, the time at which um, a certain trend or confidence in a trend maintains itself. So there's a there's a time frame of of a cascade. So um, <clears throat> you know, right now it's like you create, you manufacture the the need or the uh, demand. Or, and confidence in a certain stock or a certain trend. And then there's a certain time frame where that exists and you have to get in and get out. So like at a base level, without getting too conspiratorial, just like the GameStop thing or Netflix does it once in a while where uh, they just they just manufacture a, a, a quick demand for stock and then they, they escape with a lot of money before everyone else gets the tip. And so that's how you do that and it's silly. But this is a different kind of, uh, so, so what happens with the news, once uh, conglomerates and single entities own the entire news, they can actually create narratives that support any particular agenda, obviously, but even at, uh, below that, any particular trend in investment. And so it's not an accident that the end of uh, physical spaces, uh, you know, under the paradigm of uh, pandemics, is going to be pushed further and further. Not only does this again uh, support the the smart city infrastructure, the revamping, the totaling of a city, and restructuring in the corporate language, uh, restructuring everything in the corporate language, um, the efficiency language, the modern, the modern smarty pants city. Uh, system. And so it's not an accident um, that a lot of this stuff um, is consistent with these timely technologies. Can she see me yet? I can. This is pretty cool technology you got here. So let's let me try to. We're playing footsies. We should have done this in outer space. We oh, could have both been sitting that? on like Neptune. Not, in a not the moon, though. Neptune. President Barack Obama. Hello. Hey, you. How are you? I'm so good. You're in Washington, D.C., and I'm home in Santa Barbara, but through the miracle of technology, we get to be face-to-face in the same room, and we don't even have to wear masks. And we have a fire going, apparently. Yeah. Okay. So, you look at all of the technology that suddenly just came off the shelf out of nowhere um, in a year. Um, a lot of this stuff has been developed for years. These, this level of green screen, this level of deep faking, it's been, it's been sitting and the people who are on the in can understand how certain narratives and paradigms can shift. They know it in uh, military, you know, if there's a new military toy, they can justify a war to expand, to expand that technology, expanding America's defenses, PNAC, um, and in this case, it's these new technologies that have been sitting and that they're just chomping at the bit. These guys are getting old. A lot of them, they're just like, when and what is going to justify the the use of these things? Think of it this way. If there was no introduced pandemic narrative, what would catalyze that kind of technology to the same speed, level of speed? Nothing. Nothing. Maybe a full-on disaster, but but that would take down the grid and everything. So they have to create and maintain a crisis that not only justifies the expansion of power, 
government control, uh, agencies, um, surveillance, new medical, uh, you know, genomics, you know, the, the, the new medical data industry, but also just these basic, uh, you know, really just this, this basic surface level, cool technology, you know, this, the green screens, this seamless connectivity. And it's not an accident. She said, and we don't even have to wear masks. It's all marketing. It's all marketing for you to, to get behind that there's going to be a perpetual pandemic threat that's constant and ever-present, but you don't know. You have to wait for the, the, the people on the TV to tell you. But in the meantime, you don't have to wear masks and you can do this. And, you know, and I'm not rejecting this technology, okay? It's not a judgment of the tech itself. It's just to show you that, um, that there are people on the in who are cronied up with government and big corporations, who are in on medical data, who are in on new medical technologies, who are in on surveillance, who are in on all of the new technologies, the newest, the new era, right? The, the fourth industrial revolution, as, uh, as uh, <laughs> Sub-Zero's grandpa, Klaus Schwab, calls it. So it's not this big conspiracy. It, there is a conspiracy, but it doesn't need to be. You don't have to interact with this stuff from that level, even though if you want to, you can. It's just at a basic level. This is just investment. So when they write these things and they'll continue to, it's all supportive of a narrative. And they, and you accept the narrative, and then if you accept the narrative, you accept the products and services that then are the answer, the remedy to the narrative, the Hegelian. Hegelianism, okay, so think about how hard it was for Hegelian dialectics. You know, you, you, a crisis, you, you present the solution, and then you synthesize. How hard, much harder it was without uh, total control of media. Now with total control of media, you can just sell anything. You can just sell anal swabs. You can sell, uh, you know, meeting in the digital forever, you know, in that way, you know. Um, what's funny about that clip with Obama is that he even gave you some insight as to what this technology can be used as far as deception. And I think these people do this partially because they are satanic and they have to tell you what's going on. They, 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 it's not only in their doctrine, but they get off on it. Um, but also it's just, it's just cockiness. It's just like the ability to say what's going on without being really uh, too aggressive and getting it off your chest and be like, oh, yeah, we could, uh, you know, we could, we could do this in, on uh, Neptune. We could, you didn't build that. Nope. My wife has a dick. <clears throat> Just interesting stuff. Uh, this is funny. Uh, not funny, but funny in the way that uh, they tell you exactly what they're talking about. So World Economic Forum says what gets measured gets managed. Um, you could easily swap that what with a who, right? They're telling you, they're telling you. So if you agree with that and then you're brought into this ideology through the lens of helping the world and making a fully, uh, a fully, you know, inequality proofed system, you know, a standardized universal system. Then uh, the next step, as Ted Kaczynski was right, is that what in that statement is replaced with a who. 
uh, who it gets measured gets managed. Who gets measured gets managed. And that's the, the, uh, the jackpot uh, before inner space inside your biology. That's the, the intermediate jackpot of data is measuring who, not what, who. And then categorizing who inside of a what. What you're doing is uh, presenting humans as things, as cogs, as wheels in a system that you assume the the purpose of and you you try to universalize it with agreement the purpose of this system is to x right you know uh expand the well-being of everyone on net balance uh reduce the population these things and so um if if government and companies can take control of all all systems and standardize all systems if you're a part of that system don't be surprised when your behavior is managed uh, and and you experience yourself as a what, not a who. They're going to remove the who, that is you, your dignity, your spiritual identity, uh, the fact you were created. Uh, they remove that and you're just this accidental part in a scheme called efficiency. And that's what they're doing. They are doing it. It's not a conspiracy. You don't need to do conspiracy theorists shit, okay? It's happening. And the tech lends itself to people voluntarily uh, playing a part. Why do people still play guitars? It's stupid as hell. And all that can be done with computers now. Why the hell would you want to learn to play something? It's an ugly, obsolete hunk of wood. Seriously, guitars, drums. You know, this is partially trolling, could be, I don't know. It doesn't matter, but it's in the vernacular. It's out there in the in the collective consciousness that that the efficiency is going to swap out these these things, these immaterial values, the experience of learning, the the hardship of learning a guitar and holding it, the the risk of dropping a guitar. Uh anything, anything that goes into this process of using your your god-given digits to express beauty and truth in the world. It gets replaced and then people justify it. Well, I can uh, answer that guy. You learn, why do you learn navigation? Why do you learn where you are with your eyes and ears and your, your senses um, if you can just look at your phone? Well, when the systems get fully standardized and they can just shut down a system, AKA your business, if you don't force people to wear masks, uh, or shut down the electric grid or shut down um, your ability to put your um, platform on an Amazon server. Why do you do anything? That's why. That's why you do stuff. That's why you learn how to make a fire with the flint, not because uh, you're holding on to that concept as the most efficient. It's because in the event where everything's standardized and breaks down, you have knowledge, wisdom, true, true wisdom, wisdom, different, differing from information. Uh, wisdom is knowing how to use information at the right time. If you don't have the information, you don't know how to do shit. When everything breaks down, you don't know how to do shit. Nothing's changed other than the, what, what you're being supplied with. And so, um, those people are going to die and eat their little dogs, uh, on a, on a, um, shish kebab. 
So uh, that's interesting stuff to me. Uh, what do we got here for questions? Where did you post your C.S. Lewis book review? I didn't do a proper review. I just commented on it. Um, so my last stream is probably, it's at YouTube, just YouTube made by Jim Bob. But I bring up uh, Lewis here and there once in a while. Thoughts on Reddit? Stock? Well, my thoughts on stocks itself are, are, is what I said at the beginning. It's You could manufacture, if the same people who dominate the stock industry dominate the, um, you know, also have, um, you know, uh, board members on every media uh, roundtable along with the pharmaceutical industry, then they can write narratives that support the quick uh, confidence boost of any particular stock, and then they run it up, and then they drop, they drop it, you know, and then they they get rich quick, and then that's it. I mean, all stocks are just volatility. You know, you're just you're just you're just gambling with something you're pretending is up in the air. You know, oh, it's up in the air. We don't know what it's gonna do. No, someone knows what it's gonna do. You don't know what it's gonna do. Someone knows what it's gonna do, and they have influence on what it's gonna do. And they have a loophole to make it legal. So you can actually use the media to jack up the confidence of a trend. It's called an availability cascade. Avail Look it up. Look up availability entrepreneurship after you're done with this stream. And you'll see that everything that's connected to mainstream media runs on this particular um, term. They don't use the term, but all of it is. All of it's an availability cascade, whether we're talking about Russia collusion or we're talking about uh, the capital thing or we're talking about stocks or certain trends or new technologies, they use the arm of media to manufacture the, the necessity of things and uh, to get you to admit or to uh, sub submit, not admit, uh, submit to a certain narrative of reality. And then inside that acceptance, goods and services can be sold and, uh, and uh, power can be expanded and authority can be uh, reinforced with your commitment and your um, you know, unwavering loyalty to the, the TV talking to you. It's pretty interesting stuff. It's pretty, once you're like kind of detached, you're like, oh, okay, it's fine. It's, it's like, you just got to look at what it is. Thoughts on climate crisis? No, they'll use that as like a little hors d'oeuvre here and there to uh, support the main meal, but they, they're very happy. They being 193 uh, countries and they're, elected and unelected uh, symposium of technocrats who are in line with the UN agenda, World Economic Forum, da Davos, you name it, bullshit, okay? They're all, they're all very happy that they don't need uh, the far-fetched 15-year boogeyman called climate change disaster 
12 years and the world's going to end. You don't need that anymore. They're very happy with the pandemic paradigm. They, they're like, I can't, I can't, it couldn't have gone better. It really couldn't have gone better. So, uh, the climate crisis, I won't be, uh, the top, top headline, the boldest of lettering. It'll be a sub, sub, sub lettering somewhere, a little sub, a little hidden article here and there, keeping people, um, at least slightly invested in it in in the event where everybody goes, well, we can't really do this pandemic bullshit forever. I, I gave you guys a year and a half of my life and uh, I don't, it's not really, uh, I don't believe it anymore. And so they have to keep that in mind. So, you know, that's, that's how that goes. You always disagree with PragerU? Well, that's... No, I don't always disagree. I What I do with PragerU is that I point out they're operating in a, a slightly lower frequency or or uh, by false binary, a dumbed-down binary, you know, where they're not... For instance, they just... Certain things they say, like, they're just like, capitalism is good. It's like, no, that's not the basis of good. Wrong. They make a bunch of stupid claims, really, really dumb shit that they post. So, but they make, they make okay points. It's just, you can tell, yeah, when you criticize something, once you realize what paradigms are and what worldviews are, and you understand what a certain framework of thinking presupposes as a worldview, like what else must be true for that to be the case, things can be correct and also very limiting in their view. So it's like I can criticize something that might be correct and very limiting, like very, you know, has a, might be correct at the particular level, but still presenting an, uh, an absolute that's totally false, you know? So I just like to point that out with them specifically because I don't know. They're just, they use too much orange on their page. You know? Bite-sized theology. Yeah, pretty much. You know, they're not really taking on the full thing. Um, is it worth reading 1984? Um, I haven't read that in full, you know? So I don't know. Some of it's kind of like a big black pill and you know it doesn't give you hope either so it's i think you can get the essence of uh 1984 just by looking out the window um and you might feel you might feel some shots of cortisol when you see the relationship like something you read in it and go holy shit that's real um but beyond that it's not going to help you it's not going to help you I think I'm going to get into throat singing. I had some more shit to show you. You guys already know that the 500 masks idea. 
Oh, this is another thing. I Real social justice. I wanted to talk about this. Ideological pluralism makes everyone smarter. Glenn Laurie? No, it doesn't, actually. That's a retarded claim. If there's a room of 100 people, the amount of, of ideas or of worldviews that those 100 people have have no basis on how smart they are. Smart people can have horrific worldviews. You know, the the amount of worldviews doesn't impact on net balance how smart each of those worldviews. You can have you can have a plurality of a hundred varying worldviews that are all incoherent and wrong. So I don't know what that guy's saying. These kinds of things um, they don't anger me. They it's more like a small little paper cut under my. Um, you know, on my brain. And I'm just like, what are you saying? And people just like that shit. And they're just, it sounds right. You know, it sounds good. Pluralism makes it more views is better. No, it doesn't. And what are you talking about? Smarter? Well, it depends on what you mean by smart. You know, it's like, what are you saying that the more ideologies in a room of people they're they, they, they become better at doing math. It's like, fuck. What are you saying? And he just takes a picture and he's like, eh, eh, take a picture of me. This is the problem with taking photos of people and just slapping quotes on their face. You know, it's not true. That's not even true. He probably wrote that with his accent too. Ideological pluralism make everybody smarter. No. It doesn't. The amount of, of the variety of, of ideologies or ways of viewing something, it, it's just, I can't even believe that people get away with that shit. Jeez. <sighs> what am I studying guitar-wise? Right now I'm studying uh, arpeggios. Uh, major minor thirds and uh, learning that with a friend. A lot of stuff opening up there as far as what you can play over other progressions and and why. <clears throat> so uh, it's really fun. really opens up a lot of uh, new things. Can you make a cartoon with as with Sam Harris as a boring mouse? Yeah, I'm going to work on writing that. I'm going to do a cartoon of Sam Harris debunking uh, religion. And I'm going to try to do it in a way, in a skillful way, where it, it might take a little bit of time for the person who might be a fan of Sam Harris to realize I'm taking the piss out of him. Because that could be kind of fun, is that, um, is that you present the satire in a way that's actually believable to the person who, where, where you can't tell if it's uh, making fun of him or not. I feel like that's my, that's the zone where I, for me, my particular measure of like how effective the satire is. And it doesn't mean how funny it is because it could be effective in, re- in relaying something, but it might not be funny, but uh, sometimes those overlap. And uh, so I like when they overlap, but that would be fun. And, uh, you know, 
or university scam. Yeah. Yeah, the university, uh, the, the higher education learning bubble has burst years ago. Uh, the moment they got the government involved and to subsidize and to just give everybody loans and the assumption that everyone should go to school and they deserve to, basically saturated all of the value of whatever um, was currently being taught. But not only that, when you, when you do an influx of uh, imaginary funds and money and borrowed money into that system, it incentivizes the college to expand their, um, what they're offering because there's money. And so um, it's not just this ideological takeover of Marxism. It's, it's also uh, coincides with the incentivization uh, of, of uh, adding more classes. And when you do that, you get bullshit classes. And so there's, it's like a two-prong uh, variable going on where it's just like totally in, invented debt. You imaginary just give someone money for some shit you know, class, you know, it's not that they're all useless, like, you know, how to do something, make something, engineering, uh, software programming, gaming programming, a lot of that stuff where you actually leave with a skill. But you can clearly see that they've expanded the nonsense courses. And it's not just ideological, it is economical, because, because they get free, they get money, you know, it's the same reason, you know, ner- no- doctors and and states have inflated their uh, case numbers, or or tweak them, or recategorize what a case is, redefine what a case is, because there's money to to be made, and so that's free money, and the you know, and so it all crashes because the bubble gets bigger and bigger, and then the value of the actual degree goes down because so many people can get it that uh, it eventually just uh, pops and then you have nothing. Um, so the thing is, you can learn anything now uh, without going to college. And I don't, maybe that was always true. Maybe that was the big, that's it. You know. Dawkins, what precedes human knowledge? Well, well, well I suppose uh, um, 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 experience, um, pre- you know, comes before n- knowledge itself. But of course, of course, um, yeah, um, um, uh, certainly not, not some, some absolute mind. No, 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 no. Crabbies, crab, crabby cakes. I, I'll have the crab cakes. Are your are your crabby cakes uh, still pinching? Are they are they pinching? <clears throat> Do stocks make people homoerotic? Uh, maybe bump stocks do. What the F is this? Simplicity is a gift. Well, that's one way of saying hello. Why does Dawkins love the Krabbies? Well, that's what he studied. He said, Daddy, Daddy said, Daddy, Daddy said, 
we want you to play football or something, something, uh, football or cricket or something with your muscles. And I said, no, Daddy, I want to study the little ones, the little crabbies. I want to get into their microbiology. I want to see inside them. Daddy! He said, you, you little fairy. I said, well, I said, who's laughing now, Daddy? I get to, I get to write books. I get to write all sorts of books. So, books of all varying titles, like God Delusion, you know, in, in the sequel. Uh, God Isn't Real. And, and then, the, and then the, the third third volume installation is Your, your Spaghetti Monster is Not Real, You Silly Man. And then, and then, and then, oh, that's nonsense. Little one, little one. Absolutely. I mean, I would, I would say that, that, you know, the, the, the probability, the likelihood that there's a, there's an absolute um, mystical, magical being in the, in the sky and in, in, out there and in, in the, what you call the heavens um, is, is probably, you know, upwards to 97%, not likely. Oh, really? Based on what? You know, you understand how like, likeliness works? Well, yes. I mean, I would definitely not above 50%. I, I don't, I don't want to put a, put a number on it, because that would be making a scientific claim. I mean, crabbies, crab crabbies. Is YouTube a good way to learn music theory? Yeah, definitely. There's some really good teachers out there. Uh, I would start with the circle of fifths and fourths. Once you see that, you're like, oh, a lot of things click based on my calculations. Oh, what calculations did you make, Dildo? Well, I didn't make a, a calculation. I made a mental calculation. It's very, very, nine, 97% something. Definitely not. I would put it above 97, but 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 definitely not below 50%. But yes. Mm. Yes. Yesy. Yesy. Hey, Dildo, how long did it take for a... Uh male genitalia to uh, fully develop and perfectly coincide with a female genitalia developing the same exact way without being knowledgeable that the other genitalia exists and they have a mutual uh, behavioral relationship. Well, I would put it up where, upwards to, to 97% or some, something within that range, but definitely not, 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 don't, there's no, there's no design. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing out there. Out, out. I will not have it. So you believe we had one eighth of a dick for a million years? Well, I wouldn't put it at one eighth. I would, you know, it depends, uh, you know, the, the, well, that, 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 that's absurd. You know, for, for for all we know, it it, it could have. Uh, I would put it up where to to two two percent two two to fifty fifty one fifty. Let's settle on fifty one percent. Okay. There's no design LMO. <clears throat> what do I listen to at work? Uh, 
I listen to, well, right now I'm listening to um, pitfalls of graphic novels making. So that's a good thing that I'm listening to. No, I don't listen to Ben Shapiro. I listen to some audiobooks. I just listened to uh, Mere Christianity by Lewis. Um, music, classical music, redneck, old school folk music. You know, the old, the real, you know, panhandle, Appalachian trash. You know, way down out there. <clears throat> Is the Babylon Bee funny? Sometimes. I mean, they steal a lot of Owen Benjamin's bits. So, yes, the answer is yes, it, it's funny. But I don't know if it's them who's funny. Little, little one. Yes. John Preen is good. I like it. I like John Preen. What's with Interpol? One one sixth millionth of of a what? What? That's yes. Yes and no. Definitely. Definitely. Well, both, really, when you think about it. <clears throat> How do you answer someone who says their morality is based on harm reduction? I say, says who? And they say, oh. And then I go, and then it's over. My children would go from classical school to trade school. Yeah, that's how my, I'm looking at it. My daughter just got into a classical school, so we'll see. Hazel Dickens? I love Hazel Dickens. My mom turned me on to Hazel and Alice. I love their album. They do the... They do some fantastic harmony. I think it's fifths. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. I actually liked, um, you know, uh, when they first came out, I did enjoy uh, First Aid Kit, but then they turned into feminist retards because they got co-opted. So... First aid kit can go F, in the words of Ben Shapiro, first aid kit can go F themselves. Abby, the spoon lady. I think I follow her. Is she that really old lady who just shares weird shit? And she like plays little banjos here and there, but she's always like knitting or she looks like she's dressed in a, just a quilt. She's older. Is that her? I think so.
I think that's her. Yeah, that might be her. Is Jeffrey Epstein still alive? I have no idea. He's almost irrelevant. See how quickly the the tide of relevance changes in that world? That's why that's why it's like you're we're all fish. And it's like they drop the fish food in and they give you they give you the niblets that they decide to give you. And everyone rushes up to the surface, and I mean surface. It's like you rush up to the surface to get the little tidbits that are that are they're so benevolent to give you. And then you think that it's like, oh, it's, uh, they're giving us the news. And you eat all, eat it all up and some of you are throwing it up again and then other fish are eating the throw, you know, the the vomit of it in the water and it gets all cloudy and everyone's scrambling. You know, I got this bit, and you got that bit. Uh, let's compare bits and throw it up on you. And then there's some fish like a lot of people here in the stream who are just sitting down below at the surface and you you stick with the surface the, the deeper the deeper truth you see wider angles you see up and around you see what's there and you see what's stable and you rest and you sit in what what's stable and you don't get pulled up to the surface where all the the small little bits everyone fights over and eats and gobbles up and uh it's just you see over time that the reason I use the fish analogy is that it requires a, a rejection of memory or a complete dis, dismissal of the past and see, seeing how quickly these these trends go up and away, up and away. And then you're like, oh, and you just go, you double down on the next one. Oh my God, eat the food. And then the fish at the bottom are just like, yeah, that again, they're doing the feeding again. And, um, and, and the, the, the intervals of feeding are fa faster than fish, much faster. It's like every minute, really, new cycle. And it's all just fish food. It's surface, it's digestible, and it's in small bits where it sends you wondering how to connect it to the rest of the, everything that you think is happening. And, and the only place to really sit um, is at the bottom in the deeper the deeper portion of the tank where everything's stable and settled and you just watch the fish scramble. It's like, yes! And it's like, fuck! I'm trying to curse less, but I cannot, I'm not going to give up on Peterson, okay? <clears throat> Sometimes it's hard though because the fish food gets ridiculously absurd. Yeah, and they come up with new flavors just like all the Doritos. And it's just like the way you look at packaging on new new uh, Doritos, new flavored yodels, like, and you're just like, what? You realize that media is the same. They have to package things newly and differently, but it's the same crap, but they put a new spin on it. And it's just all Coca-Cola, weird banana flavored Coca-Cola and, you know, hamburger helper Doritos. And, uh, and everyone else who steps away goes, it's the same factory, dude. You're like, no, these Doritos are different this time. They have weird blue cheese powder on them. You're like, no, same factory. They ran out of ingredients. 
They literally ran out of ingredients, but they have enough ingredients left, but they can't waste it. And then the manager's like, you see that dust in the corner? We're not wasting that. Gather it. Invent a Dorito. And then the little, you know, voluntary writers, what they call journalists, are just inventing new crappy flavored junk food because the boss said, there's still some scrappings over there. Make something. I don't care what you name it. Blue, blue, blue electric. I don't care. Get it out. Get it out there. People are hungry. Uh, it's all from the same factory. It's disgusting. Sell the dust, exactly. Are all Democrats pedophiles? No. No. <clears throat> Ranch-flavored cliffhanger media, exactly. The cliffhanger, man, that, that pattern is so clear to me that it's almost the, the, the particulars are irrelevant. It's just, it's perpetual going into the third act always. Second act just ended called today. Third act, keep posted. We'll, get, we'll keep you posted on what your life is tomorrow. Stay tuned. After these messages, we'll be right back. That always stuck with me. I don't know if that was a... a uh, may have been Sesame Street. Um, but they were very clear on what were, they were doing. After these messages. Messaging. After these messages. We'll, re, we'll be right back. And it's crazy. Now that you think about it, you're like... Isn't it weird that the breaks from what you're watching are sales for a different reality. But what you're watching, you think is the different reality. You're watching a show, you know, it's a character, it's Superman, it's not real. But then they cut to the break and you think the break is taking you away from the, the imaginary. And, and in reality, it's the break that's selling you a new fantasy, you, you either utopian or dystopian reality. After these messages, we'll be right back. They've, they they tried to sell you, whether they're conscious or not, of uh, that those two are, are, there's a duality between the two and they're not. They're both the same. The, the commercials, the news. Oh, we're, what's going on in the world? Let's look at the news. Yeah, yeah, right, right. The news isn't, the news is a break from your direct physical reality and it's an advert and an advert for what you think what they think reality should be to you. That's why there's that great um illustration of a guy holding an umbrella out in the beautiful sunshine, blue skies and he's looking at his phone and the phone is clearly telling him what reality is even though his eyes and ears taste everything about his existence is completely inconsistent with what the little black screen is telling that's messaging that's uh advertisement after these messages we'll be right back <clears throat> uh, 
What's the last thing that surprised you? Well, I just, uh, I always FaceTime my wife and kids before I do the stream for a couple minutes. And my wife turned to my little daughter, Isla, who's like two and a half, and says, how much do you love daddy? And she goes, uh, 20 minutes. That surprised me and it made me laugh and feel love. busy back with school so I can't make most streams well I put them on YouTube I just make sure to not talk about Maxine's what are your thoughts on Nietzsche never been able to truly know uh, what objective truth is? Well, that's self-defeating. He's he's silly. Because um, that's a truth claim and it's an absolute truth claim. So um, you just use that rhetoric or that stance on itself and you see how silly it is. There's only absolute truth and we know because of logic and there's no other option. There's no other way to actually uh, go about it because when you say there's no absolute truth, that's an absolute truth claim. Therefore, there's absolute truth. And to try to argue otherwise is absurdity and you could never argue. Um, so if Nietzsche really believed any of that, he would just, instead of writing a book, he would just um, write, uh, he would just dip his hand in, in pig shit and just kind of wipe uh, indiscernible symbols on, on pages not even pages. Why would they be pages? You don't even need a book because nothing's true. It would just be uh, on the surface. Any nearby surface will do. And so that's how silly that worldview is. And it applies to other things too. Like people go, well, no, uh, logic, you know, isn't absolute. You know, you don't really need the law of non-contradiction, which is a, you know, ancient argument that was met, uh, with, with, I forgot his name, another philosopher who said, no, you, to argue that you don't need the, the law of non-contradiction is assuming the law of non-contradiction. It's very similar, where every time you argue against something being absolute in whatever, you know, level you're arguing, you're just, you're actually exemplifying the opposite by doing so. It's so silly really is it's so dumb come on man <laughs> what do we got what do we got what do we got Do I believe in the notion of deep space? I have no idea. You know, there's no way to look up to the, the heavens and attempt to understand it in the in the baseline materialist on the ground view that we have. It's like that's why it's so easy for scientists and NASA to take over the authority and be the arbiter of language in that regard. 
It's because you look up and you're, you're ba you might as well be looking at the Mandelbrot. You're, you're just... You, it's impossible to separate. In a way, if you guys know the problem of the one and the many, the problem of discerning particulars from absolutes, looking up at the heavens really is the visual uh, expression of that problem. You just look up. I mean, the problem is everywhere. Everything we do, everything we think. But when you want to visualize it, you just look up and you're like, you're going to try to make particulars of something, um, of the one, of the one, whatever you are trying to, trying to isolate this, what looks seems to be infinite necessarily. And you're going to try to make these absolute claims of particulars when you have no idea what the, what the absolute is, what you're looking at. That's why it's so stupid when people are like, there are the universe in our universe. It's like, what are you talking about in our universe? Why would you say such a thing if you can't prove there's another universe? It's like you're already starting on a horrific, um, horrifically, you know, just awful, unscientific place. You're like, that galaxy is uh, different and over there. It's like you're just turning into autistic... Don Pettit. The stars are there, but that's not a part of that system. And the system over there is different than the one here. And we can see all the different systems. And we can see all oh, the zodiacal lights. And, um, yeah, but what happens when there's a leak in this uh, imaginary made up model that you guys have here on display for children? Well, then you have a leak. I mean, that is that. that, that then, um, there's probably a, a procedure that the astronauts know how to do, and um, they probably put a rubber gasket. Yeah, but how do you open a window with a mechanical device that it looks like it's from like pulled out of a 1970 uh, BMW? And how do you have not have an, uh, a leak in pure uh, pr pressure chamber? A pure, you know, just straight up vacuum. Well, the, the, the good engineers make a thing where you pull down the, the lever and the little, the moon. You can see the moon. Stay focused, Don. Well, that's the, that is what's called good engineering. Deep fake video looks so realistic. Yeah, they're just going to, I mean, the next 10 years, if you guys are, you know, truthers and you get really upset that people don't see the deception, just buckle up, okay? Because the level to which people are going to believe shit that's fed to them through the fish tank food, you're going to just... That's why you shouldn't make your fight about opening people's eyes up and um, arguing information and uh, what's this or that. You don't. You're gonna. You're gonna hurt your own soul. Now is the time to put that aside and let and bring levity to it and bring uh, humor and lightness to those conversations. Not we gotta open the eyes up. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do it. You know what I mean? It's going to get worse. 
You just have to know what you're looking at and be okay knowing that there are sheep and people who aren't willing to look at it It and just be okay with that. Don't try to wake your family. Uh, all this, just stop. Don't do it. You don't need to do it. People's perceptions will narrow more and more like their social media. Yeah, it'll be customized realities and they're going to be able to do it. Because once you once you see this video, you know of Obama. No, now this is this is what we're seeing uh, through the screens, right? And people maybe don't want to. This is what we're seeing through the screens. I can't. This is pretty cool technology. You're gonna make that. So let's let me try to. We're playing footsies. We should have done this in outer space. We could have both been sitting on like Neptune. No, not the moon. Okay, so that, you know, you see that technology and you go, oh yeah, that's gonna, that's pretty crazy. It'll become seamless. You add in face swap, deep fake, you add in the, the audio once they perfect other people's voices and that there becomes a, uh, a market for that. And then, um, but the next level is, is to take what you're able to do through the screen and do it seamlessly through reality. So it's still gonna be through a screen, but whether it's your eye, whether it's a pair of glasses, bring back the, the Google. I mean, this whole mask wearing shit where people want to wear helmets. Don't pretend that there's there are not companies developing right now, thinking about it, putting it on a table, designing future systems. Can you imagine what kind of helmet, you know, systems, new helmet? virtual reality, mixed reality, augmented reality interfaces that require a justification for covering your head. Now, if you don't think pandemic paradigms are purposefully parallel to those investments, you're, you're, you're not paying attention. I mean, these things, they have to figure out a way to justify it because they know the, the multiple worlds that exist that you can fabricate, there's multiple economies that can exist. And so it's money-based, it's control-based, it's narrative-based, it's all of it. It's not one or the other. It's not just one group of people. You know, it's, it's all encompassing and always twisting and turning and lacing, lacing together like, like lattice. And so, um, yeah, look out for the trend in the next 10 years where, uh, they keep doubling down on you need to protect yourself, right? And, uh, you know, helmets, because not everyone's going to wear the dumb Google glasses, you know? They were ahead of their time, you know? You need two reasons, you know? You need reasoning. And then you sell the product on top of the accepted new uh, normal. They really are, they want it. They, they're just like, oh, how do we get them to just, don't they know how great wearing a helmet would be and walking outside and all buildings are blank surfaces and all blank surfaces are customized for you and you see a reality that other people don't see and the only reality is hard surface. Do you know what kind of hell matrix, but to some the complete immersive uh, escapism that's going to be provided, uh, the level of escapism that's going to be commodified is insane. Insane. That's all right, right on the 
right on the horizon. So don't don't wake people up. You know, don't wake people up. Not only that, like Google Glasses had were they were ahead of their time with a couple things. Like we're gonna get to the point where you go to a place, a location, and you could relive all of the memories and experiences that other people, you know, left on for you, you know, that voluntarily or non-voluntarily where you, you know, through a cache or some geocaching system, you have access to everything else that just happened there. You know, it's like, let me access whatever the last couple days right here, you know, in this bar, whatever. And that's going to be really addictive to people. You know, it's an endless tree of knowledge. I mean, that is the, people think we have the, you know, the tree of knowledge in our phone. It's like the, the bitten apple and we have access to all this information and we're in it. We're in the, the Eve, we're in the garden of, of Eden, I mean. And uh, no, not yet. No, this is, yeah, in a way, yes, but no, because uh, once any version of reality you can conjure up with your mind, you're in heaven. You're in what? you would imagine heaven to be. You can just conjure up realities and interact with them like they're real. And then you forget that you have a helmet on. It's all right there. It's not a black pill. It's just, that's, that's going to be a future. I gotta go. Uh, liberal running. Uh, you guys have a good day. And I'll see you tomorrow at 1.30 Mountain Time.